Welcome to this episode of Away From The Bench. Today, I've got a conversation I had with Emma Sands, a PhD student at Dundee University in Scotland, recorded on the 24th of March. We chat briefly about shutting down her lab work early, the benefits of reading before planning an experiment, and keeping an eye on what her neighbours are getting up to. I hope you enjoy it. Hi Emma, how are you today? I'm very good, yeah. This is my second full day working from home when I'm usually in the lab as a scientist. So yeah, it's going all right. What about yourself? Great. Um, yeah, well, the sun is shining outside um, and I've yet to have my designated hour of exercise. So I'll make some plans for that later in the day. Um, It'll be more exercise like introduce- than most people are used to. <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to introduce yourself to anybody that's listening. Can you you tell us um, just to just to kind of set the scene where you're uh, where you're sitting right now, where you you live? Tell us about that. Yeah, so I am sitting in my living room. This is my new office space. Um, I'm a scientist working in the University of Dundee, so I usually go into the lab and put on a lab coat. And I'm not doing that anymore because of coronavirus. So. Um, and I see you've got a little uh, plant on the desk beside you. Have you made an effort to uh, introduce a little bit of green space into your into your world? Yes, yeah. I have a, well, I had a windowsill full of plants and I thought I would make my desk more homely by putting a plant on it. <laughs> and have you got a have you got a nice view from your window? How is how is sunny D today? It is very sunny, yeah. Um I've had a little glimpse of some neighbours going in and out. There seems to be one man who's getting a lot of supplies and taking them back home with a mask and glasses on. So everyone's been a little bit entertained by him going back and forth. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of voyeurism going on um, at the moment. I've certainly kind of taken to peeking out my window to see what the neighbours are getting up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and how's your day? How's your day going so far? It's uh, it's just after lunch. How's your how's your morning been? Yeah, it's been fine. So I um had a phone call with my granny as I ate breakfast. I usually phone her on the way into work, but I've just taken to having breakfast on the phone now. And then I kind of settled down. I had a little bit of data analysis to be doing. So I've got on with that and reading around the side of it. Then I had a wee break for lunch. And um, yeah, that's all I've really been up to today. Brilliant. That sounds like a, a nice a nice morning. Um can you bring us up to speed then? Can you tell us a bit about uh, yourself, your work and what your kind of research field is is about to just set the scene there for us? Mm-hmm. So I'm a PhD student at the moment and I actually did my undergrad in immunology and cancer biology. And then through the Wellcome Trust program of doing different rotations, I actually slid into a PhD in parasitology. So it's quite taken a turn, but it's been really interesting. So at the moment, what I'm researching is a parasite called Cryptosporidium, and this infects the gastrointestinal tract and causes diarrhea. So I'm working on studying how this parasite is able to be transmitted because it's 
quite an interesting parasite in the sense that it can't be killed by normal disinfectants. So it can't be killed by chlorine if you're chlorinating a swimming pool. It can't be killed by normal bleach. That's actually how we clean it in the lab. So it's a really interesting question on how did this parasite become so hardy and difficult to kill. So that's what I'm doing in the lab, yeah. Great. What? Um, how, how far into your PhD are you? Um, so I did my rotation year and now I guess I'm halfway through my first full year. I've done my first thesis committee, but no transfer yet. So we'll see how coronavirus pans out. <laughs> So have you had to suspend a number of experiments at the moment? Yes. So I actually work with organoids or mini organs in a dish. So those experiments are quite long because you've kind of got to grow a lot of um, cells. So they take about a month. From start to finish, we grow the mini organs in a dish and then we're able to add parasites on. So from start to finish, that's about a month. Um, And yeah, I was just about to start an experiment and we kind of thought... With the situation that's going on, it was likely that there would be restrictions in place. And our university has been quite proactive in sending emails and letting us know. So our lab actually managed to shut down quite a bit in advance. So it was last week we were basically having a like slowdown of things um, just to tidy everything up. And the week before that, we decided that this was probably going to happen. So we were really optimistic to keep as many things going as possible. But in the end, we just had to, you know, freeze down bacteria, freeze down organoids and keep our parasites. So we're just holding tight on experiments. <laughs> that's, um, that, that, that's, that's quite proactive and forward looking um, of you and your lab. I, I, I see a lot of people who, you know, we're still kind of going into labs yesterday. I'm sure they were just kind of finishing up stuff, but still, um, it's, yes, it sounds like you were quite proactive in uh, making that decision, um, to wind things up a, a, a few days ago. Yeah. So our lab's been really quite organized. We have a kind of Google calendar to form what we're doing and plan experiments between each other. So we've always got enough space for that. So. I think the university as well has been really great. There was, I saw a league table at one point that was the universities in the UK and at what point, you know, they were suspending classes, postponing, you know, exams to only online and stuff. And um, I think University of Dundee had something like 87 communication emails. So it was like ridiculously top of the list of how well they've been getting out information. So yeah, yeah, that's really been helpful. That has I agree. That's been interesting how, how, uh, universities and institutes have been communicating with their, not just their students, but their staff as well. Um, so could you, you've touched upon it briefly. Could you, to, 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 to give us a, a comparison, could you kind of describe what a normal day, um, or a week for you would be like, uh, for you and the kind of other people in your group? Yeah, so I guess um, the whole week starts off with Monday morning, we meet in a coffee shop at nine o'clock. So we all just have a nice chat how the weekend is going from nine until 10, which I think is really lovely. And then about five oh, to 10. Nice, that is a yeah, nice warm up. <laughs> it's a lovely start to the week. It really is. So um, yeah. about 10 to 10, we all panic that we need to run back to the lab because we're having a lab meeting at 10. And then we shift around between. So this is, so this is, this is before the lab meeting. You have a little, a little preamble. Yeah, yeah, we always meet in the coffee shop on Monday mornings, which is really lovely. Um, And then kind of change between like research updates and journal clubs and, you know, any other lab meeting business that needs to go on from 10 until 11, half 11. Um, And then I guess we all kind of disperse into our own experiments. Um, We have got an office space, but we've also got some kind of bench work space with 
lab coats and tissue culture and things like that. So we all just get on with our own experiments. And, and also once a week, we always have a kind of one-on-one meeting with the PI boss. So, yeah. Cool. So obviously some of that can be can be moved back onto um, online meetings or in a in a more virtual sense, uh, but you can't with the lab work. So um, this is you. You were saying earlier uh, to me, but I think before we started recording, that this is you know you don't as a kind of rule work from home, or you never have previously. So how um, how have you adapted then in the past week to to working um, more from home or completely from home? Um, can you talk to yeah, us about that. So- so when we were kind of tidying up, we did have one final meeting with our boss um, and I had a long to-do list of, you know, all of the little things I was planning to do mixed in with the big experiment. So I basically just took that long to-do list and turned it into a reading list. <laughs> so I planned a few experiments. I just plan on reading around them. Um, we're going to be doing some cloning work. So I'll just try and read about, you know, any orthologs that are going on Um I think there's a lot of reading for me to do because I did my undergraduate in something completely different. So I'm kind of new to this field. There's always more learning I can do. Mm. I guess I missed out on the whole undergrad in you know parasitology. So that's something that I really yeah. want to brush up on. Um, and yeah, I guess we've just got planning to do. You can always plan for your next experiment, even do, you know, calculations, organize your well plates, remember about all of your controls and stuff. So I think there's always planning and reading to be doing. There, uh, yes, I, I think, I think people might have said that in the past that there was always, there's always a bit of reading to be done. Um, I wonder if people will be saying the same thing in a, in a week or three weeks time, uh, or Indeed, however long yeah. this, this goes, goes on for. Um, so do you, like, have you, um, thought about having a daily routine in your house to kind of try and have that or, are you, do you still kind of just do what you feel like doing whenever you do it? If you, you know, do you have a big just stack of reading that you work your way through or how do you kind of try and structure your day at the moment? I had a nice reading list at my um, office in the lab. So I've just taken the whole thing home. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to keep to a structure. So normally I would wake up about half seven, get ready, phone my granny on the way into the lab um, and then just talk through my to-do list. So I'm doing kind of similar to that. I'm getting up about eight o'clock because I don't need to walk in. Um, then I'll have, you know, a phone call, breakfast, um, ease, into day, ease into the day and then I'll just open up my to-do list and not think too hard about what I'm going to do. I'll just pick something off the list and start. So that seems to be working fine. Um, there are quite a lot of distractions at home. I think everyone has yeah. kind of been yeah. you know, champing at the bit to refresh the news and see what the scary coronavirus numbers are saying. Um, anyone who makes yeah. a noise outside in the street, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, there's you know, been some neighbours out gardening, a few dogs gone by. So I think everyone's being quite on edge about what's happening in the world. Um, so I think working from home can be quite challenging. And I don't have kids or pets to distract me, but I think that will be... <laughs> some people's biggest challenge uh yes i suspect uh that that will be that will be um do you, you you touched on it briefly there about kind of distractions at the home but um you know how do you how do you feel that the the change to working from home and or the kind of general feeling of of kind of perpetual news and and refreshing twitter and stuff like that how do you think that affects you personally do you find you know um are you more aware of like mental health or 
Um, you, like I said, you touched on distractions kind of there. Have you thought kind of more about, about that, about being more isolated? A lot of people kind of often think that, you know, working from home might be kind of living the dream, but me personally, I, I can't say I'm a huge fan of it. And I, um, I really enjoy the kind of, kind of daily personal interaction with other people. Yeah. I think it can be really, really isolating working from home, but I mean, I don't know how it will be over the, the few weeks of this lockdown that we've gone into now. This is just the start, but I have never had so many phone calls from my friends and family. <laughs> I think everyone's just yeah, trying, to, yeah. trying to tune in, at, at least at the start. Um, but yeah, I think mental health is a really important thing because if you're going to be changing your routine significantly and seeing a lot less people in real life, it can be very lonely. I know some of my um, elder relatives are quite stressed about not being able to see people. I think loneliness is a real um, worry for them, maybe even more than catching coronavirus itself. Mm. so yeah i think mm-hmm. so so would you consider um doing anything during your day to kind of try and help you with that is it is it about kind of proactively phoning and keeping in touch with people or do you think about um i don't know yoga people like yoga i do a bit of yoga or meditation or anything like that yeah um i personally hate yoga it stresses me out but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so I'm trying to keep don't my. Do it then. Yeah, yeah, no, it just, I don't know, it just gets my heart racing in a really stressful way. I'm like, why can't I do this? This is really annoying. Why can't I touch my toes? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why am I upside down? And these people down? that teach it, they're, they're so bendy. They're so bendy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. But no, sorry, I don't do yoga. I never really have. Um, but I have got a few things that were in my personal life that I'm trying to take over. So. I used to go to Scottish Gaelic classes, just learning the language. So oh, yeah, okay. I had classes like in my local community centre. Now they've changed to online Skype classes, but we're trying to keep the routine. Mm. So I'm just mm. trying to take things from my, you know, normal life and uh, slot them in at home. <laughs> but I guess keeping the routine okay. is good. You know, if you've got people who are waiting for you to come on this Skype and carry on with your class, you need to prepare and, you know, read a little bit beforehand about what the class is going to be about. And there's a commitment to be there, I think. That's why some people fall off the bandwagon with routine is because there's no one to hold them to account. So I guess getting a buddy to, you know, phone mm-hmm. and go and do your yoga if you want to do that or phone and talk gala yeah. would be a really good yeah, thing because people are bad at self-discipline. If you've got no one to meet you, then it's easy to just not bother. Absolutely. Humans are terrible at these things. They need to go in a, a calendar or something like that to make them happen. Um, yeah. So you, you've talked about... Um, the kind of changes that you would you've made um to alter your your working life um you know if we if we assume if we hope that one day you will get back into the lab and you know back to what you 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 might have described as normal life is there anything i I know it's still only early days and that we're only a you know less than a week into this situation but do you think there's anything that you've realized so far about uh working from home or about you know yourself that you might take back to uh, that inverted commas normal life that that, that you've had previously? Yeah, I guess there's always a demand from, you know, that external environment and people higher up to get data, data, data. But I think looking at my experiment list for the future and seeing like, I don't know about this. I've never read about this. It's really important to kind of systematically go through and make sure that you're reading what someone else has done before you, before you try and jump in and do Mm. your own experiment. Because there is 
quite a lot mm-hmm. of um especially when I'm looking at orthologs, I'm planning on um studying a few specific proteins. So there's a little bit out there already, you know, people have already done some experiments and maybe if I jumped into that experiment initially, I would not have seen these things. So I guess it's good to step back and not only plan your experiment well, but read about what people have done before. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm new to the field. I haven't read all the papers. Maybe some of the more experienced scientists out there will feel like they don't need to, but. I don't, I don't, uh, no, I don't think so. I think, I think, you know, people would always say that you should, you know, do your due diligence and plenty of reading beforehand, but it's one thing to, to say it. And it's one thing to actually kind of recognize this early on, as you say, before you've, you, you can get your experiments kind of running to, to recognize the importance of that. Yeah. Um, There's also yes, quite a pressure yes, no. in academia to be doing your own reading and your own time in the evenings and stuff. There's not so much of a respect for this being a valuable use of time. So I don't know, there mm. may be, there may be a slight shift that it would be a valuable use of your time to say, I'm going to take a day and work at home, you know, when we're all back to normal. Um, if there ever sure. is normal, um, to just say, you know, I'm planning this experiment. So I need a day to go to the library or to read about it i don't know and what do you think what 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 do you think about um you know you've had have you, you had a, a kind of virtual lab meeting yet um is is that something you can can see a value in do you think um you know more meetings in general not necessarily lab meetings but more meetings in general should be should be held like that yeah we've had some really successful lab meetings so we had um one last week which was just a, an update of a, a conference that actually happened just before the whole world shut down, um, all of their academic conferences. And then on Monday, we actually met. So I told you my lab usually meets from nine until 10 in a coffee shop. We actually just Skyped for an hour, mm. just like social hour. So I was eating my breakfast. A few other lab members were having coffee or cereal. And we just had an update, you know, just a, like a personal update on how everyone was doing. And then at 10 o'clock, we did jump into me presenting a journal club, which I think was absolutely fine. So we present journal clubs in two different ways. We either just have the paper and it's really casual and we just talk through the paper or there's a bit more of a presentation with, you know, more background and annotation and stuff. So I basically just prepared a PowerPoint presentation and then did a share screen and we got so much discussion out of it. It was definitely not, you know, hindering the discussion for it being on Skype. Okay, good. So yeah, it worked really well, definitely. There's definitely some stuff that you miss from from video chat, like the kind of subtle nuances in in how people behave. But um, yeah, there's 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 perhaps a, a bit more room for it in future. A bit more room for it. Um, great. Let's 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 finish up with uh, some some quick fire questions to 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 lighten the mood slightly before we go. Um, Emma, I love this question. This is one of my favorite icebreaker questions that always catches people out. But uh, tell me, what was the last meal you ate? Oh, uh, a bagel with hummus and some tomatoes on the side. <laughs> Plain hummus or like something fancy like peri-peri or... Yeah, harissa hummus. Oh, slightly really? spicy. It was, yeah, it was quite nice. Oh, nice. Nice. And uh, cherry tomatoes or sliced kind of normal tomatoes? Uh, little plum tomatoes. They were slightly oh, excellent. Yeah, they were a little, little bit mushy, but, you know, waste not one <laughs> not. <laughs> No, not not at this time. Not at this time. Certainly, because we only get a single trip to the shops to uh, per day. Um, Indeed. You do you watch a bit of TV? Have you got anything kind of on the box sets at the moment on Netflix? Are you going to kind of get Disney Plus? Oh yeah. So I I don't really watch live TV. I find I have gravitate to the news and that stresses me out. So I don't even have an aerial cable. Um, I have really been enjoying the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. 
Um, that's really fun. It's set in a completely different time and it's just a world away and there's comedy and strong female characters and it's just hilarious. So I've been really enjoying I, that. I have to... I have to agree with that. My my wife started watching it and it took me a little bit of time to get into it. I wasn't initially paying attention, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that also. So I would I would also give that two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. I've also been enjoying some audiobooks as well, so I'm quite an audible fan and I've got I've got a few, you know, current suggestions, but at the moment I'm just re listening to um The Name of the Wind. That seems to be one that I just listen to over and over again. That's uh Patrick Rothfuss. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of people talking about, about that book. I, I might have to add it to my long, long list of things I might, might have to read. Where, where do you, where do you generally listen to books? I am just in the morning when I'm getting ready. I just really enjoy audiobooks or I guess the radio in the morning just to get me through. I, d- I don't like watching the news in the morning. That just stresses you out, I think. A lot of people take yeah. anxiety from the high-pressured news bulletins, so I just ignore it. Get my news from quite right. It's, yeah, get my news when be, I want it. Can, pretty relentless if you let it. Um, at the moment, we're allowed one trip to the shops and um, one trip for exercise a day. Are you planning to take advantage of them today? Um, I think we've got a medium amount of food. I think we're just going to eat our way through the house. <laughs> And uh, sufficient toilet roll and pasta? Loads, yeah. Yeah, we we usually buy the big toilet rolls, so we still have over half of a big toilet roll. So yes, well, well, we're, we're not desperate. You, com- combined with your large stack of reading, you, you sound like you're, you're, you're set for the long haul. Um, thank you very much uh, for your time uh, today, Emma. I really appreciate it. Um, how can anybody who found what you said interesting or want to get in touch with you, how can they find out more about you, your work? Do you uh, use Twitter or do you have a website? Um, can you share that with us? Yeah, so I've got Twitter. It's at Emma is Sandy. And I also make a few YouTube videos generally talking about science. So on YouTube, it's just Emma Sandy. Cool. If I can ever work it out, I'll add them to show notes somewhere. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much, Emma, for your time and have a great afternoon. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Hello again. Thanks for sticking around this long. I hope to keep these conversations relatively bite-sized for your consumption. If you want to get in touch about anything we've talked about, or with any comments, you can find us on Twitter at at AFTB underscore podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day and have an amazing week. For you.